0: Hi everyone, welcome um, to the podcast on the updates of this summer. And as I said, I'm on a 107 day trip. It's already brought me to New York and then back to Ottawa and then to the island in Netherlands from where I often ride. And from there I went to uh, Brussels for a meeting and then later I went to Bonn. And then from Bonn I uh, was briefly in The Hague and then from The Hague I went to Paris and from paris i took the fast train and now i'm only about three days ago i think i took the tgv the train grande vitesse uh, the high-speed train that goes 300 kilometers per hour and brought me in about two hours from paris to bordeaux and from there i took a train to bayonne and from bayonne i took a train to saint jean pied de port uh, a beautiful old town in the on the french side of the pyrenees and it's just a gem so even if you're not into uh, walking or the camino to which i will come in a moment uh, this is still something on your on your list uh, to see and um, and to uh, to make a stop so yeah and that brings me to the camino Um, i'm not sure of you and of other listeners that will listen later on if you know what the Camino is, I will probably write and talk about it more in the future, but very briefly, um, the uh, Camino de Santiago is the old pilgrimage. It's more than a thousand years old, uh, where uh, people from all over Europe walked all the way to close to what was known as the end of the world, Finisterre, uh, to Santiago. And uh, Santiago de Compostela is um where the remains of uh, st james are said to be um, uh, kept buried in uh in in the cathedral uh, of santiago um the story itself is rather doubtful uh c14 analysis uh concluded that it was somebody from the year 800 um but that shouldn't Take away the historical significance that for thousands of years people uh have people have been walking this uh, this this trail um now is there a route is there the camino the way well no this is a way that has only an endpoint like Mecca can be an endpoint or Jerusalem or Rome uh or like you have also. Uh, similar pilgrimages in in other cultures in in Asia, for instance. Um, so you can't say it is it goes from here to there. But is there's if there's some way of saying it goes from here to there? Um, you could say that the most well known one is the one that starts in Saint Jean Pied de Port uh, and leads more than eight hundred kilometers all the way to uh, to Santiago de Compostela. Uh, nowadays we talk about nine uh, well-known pilgrimage pilgrimage uh, routes uh, towards uh, Santiago. You can, for instance, also follow the northern coast of Spain, or you can follow. Uh, you can can start in Lisbon and then follow up uh, from from Portugal going north, uh, and so there are a number of other ones. But I was just talking half an hour ago, and that's why my voice is a bit gone. It was a very really loud uh, cafe. Uh, but it was the only place in this village where I am, where they had air conditioning. So everybody was there. Um, and uh, I was talking to a man from Antwerp. His name is Paul. And he walks from Antwerp in Belgium all the way to uh, Santiago de Compostela. So he's already been walking for months. And um, we'll still need about uh, six weeks or so uh, to get there. Um, of course he's got a lot of stories of everything that uh, that he has experienced so um, but why Saint-Jean-Pied-de-Port um, in the 1980s not too many people were doing the Camino anymore it had been I think it's its high days were about 1000 years ago but it never really stopped there were always people that were still saying I'm going to do a pilgrimage to uh, Santiago but then in the 1980s um, a couple of people took the initiative to revive uh, this old pilgrimage and now it's an uh, enormous mix of people that are doing it. I've I've met in the past two days quite a few uh, different people. I've uh, spoken to people from Korea, from Taiwan, uh, from California, from Boston. Uh, I mentioned uh, the, the guy from Belgium. I met somebody from France. So a lot of people are walking it now. Uh, some for religious reasons and there's a lot of churches and a lot of um Catholic uh mystery and stories along this way. Um other people do it just as a uh, as a fun event. They just like walking, other people like nature. Um there's, there's some people say it's a spiritual journey but not a religious journey. Um I met an American who said he is not even a Christian. He is uh, Jewish, but he still wants to walk this. So uh, the connotation with um, with religion is for many gone, but for many other people, absolutely not the case. And it's interesting to ask people uh, why they are walking uh, the Camino. Um, people ask me the same question. I find it horribly difficult to answer. Um, now, normally this... Um, uh, these this series of podcasts that in the past half year I've been doing I've never counted them but I guess it's about it's about eighty or a hundred or so many of them. The central theme is normally climate change or let's say the changes that are taking place on this planet. Now I started two days ago in a brutal, horrible heat wave. It is uh, today in the, the mountainous village where I arrived. It is forty degrees Celsius and uh that is one hundred and four uh Fahrenheit. Um, if you go out of the mountain, you go down to, to Pamplona, it is it is even hotter. Walking in that heat is absolutely killing. I was I was just so so exhausted when I arrived today and also yesterday. Yesterday the walk I did yesterday is from this this whole um uh, a Camino Frances as it's called uh, the French way uh, all these different Caminos have, have different names but the one that starts in Saint-Jean-Pied-de-Port um, that, that very first day is seen as the, the heaviest most difficult day anyway and I did that during a heat wave um, and today the heat wave continues and I did uh, another track and it's just it's just killing, It's it's incredible the amount of water you can drink um and I won't go into detail too much but the, let's say the amount of intake of water and the outtake of water is uh is in no comparison it's just you're 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 losing many many liters of water i think i I drank like four or five liters just during this walk, and that was probably not enough um walk is uh, absolutely beautiful um it's that it's a very uh very much a changing landscape i Uh, As I said, I started on on the east side of the Pyrenees. So yesterday, I crossed the Pyrenees Mountains. um, And today, I went further down. Sometimes it's still going up, but uh, I'm on my way to Pamplona. Um, What else can I say? My my plans, I often get questions uh, this trip um, about what I want to do, what my plans are. And... uh, I don't like to say too much what I'm going to do. That is part of the reason that you don't hear too much about it. But the other thing is that I just don't know. Um, my uh, This whole thing of this um, pilgrimage, I'm, I don't really consider myself a pilgrim, but let's say this walk, um, has been uncertain until the very last moment. It is not certain what I will do tomorrow. Um, I got uh, a few problems from from too much walking um, that makes that I'm not really sure if I can walk tomorrow and it also depends on the heat wave so one option is that tomorrow I just take a bus and go to Pamplona which is a fantastic city I've been there before I love it if you've ever read the sun also rises or fiesta then, then you know what I'm talking about uh, talking about Hemingway by the way I uh, today passed the village of Burgetta uh which is um uh, kind of famous locally <laughs> uh nobody else knows about it but uh, that is uh Hemingway described it also in um, in Fiesta um and he has slept there and his handwriting is still on um on the piano in uh in that bar. So I walked into the hotel this morning when I passed and wanted to see the handwriting but the guy sent me away. He probably had already thousands of people who wanted to see Hemingway's handwriting on the piano, but Hemingway is um, a character that left uh, left his traces on so many places where I have been in my life, and I I always bump into uh, things of Hemingway. I mean, just just on top of my head, I had not prepared this talk, and I had not for a moment thought that I would talk about Hemingway. But um, uh, I was on the Normandy beaches where Hemingway was as well. Uh, unlike his wife who hated it, that she had to stay on a hospital ship outside. Um, I've been in Paris. Uh, I'm often on the Boulevard Saint-Germain, uh, where places like Café Floor and Le Deux Margaux, where we're kind of hang out for, uh, uh, for Hemingway. Uh, I, uh, I came across Hemingway in either Alassio or La Guedia on, uh, on the French... Uh, Riviera uh, on the Italian uh, Riviera, um, where his signature was somewhere on a wall where he had been, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure that I've th- if I think about it a bit more, that I I come across him everywhere. Well, Pamplona, for instance, I've been in Pamplona. Uh, there's still a statue of Hemingway. That's where he described the uh, the bulls running through the streets all kinds of other things. I've been in. Ronda in southern Spain. I remember that in the bullfighting ring of Ronda, um, Hemingway had been there as well. Uh, what else? Uh, I've been in uh, the beautiful Dolomite mountains. That's such a beautiful place of the Alps. So let's say the south-eastern part of the Alps, where Austria and Italy uh, fought one of the most most senseless wars ever, and a lot of them are senseless. Um, And uh, during the First World War and uh, Hemingway have been there as well. And probably if I think about this a little bit longer, I can find even more places uh, where I come uh, come across uh, Hemingway. Um, So back to the Camino. um, My original target actually was Pamplona. Um, Yeah, I might go there tomorrow. I might also go for a walk tomorrow. Um, I might... um, Quit this whole um, Camino thing, uh, anyway, and just just do something else. I mean, I would love to see uh, all kinds of museum museums in um, in a lot of Spanish cities. There's so much culture here to explore. So I might go that way. Um, basically, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I have I have the time. I have 107 days uh, that I'm away from Ottawa, and just just. Um, Stay in Europe. Sometimes there are some work appointments, but for the rest, I can just work around it. So um, I don't know yet uh, what I'm going to do. I must say, these first two days have been an amazing experience. It's it's a bit it's a bit frightening. It's a bit intimidating to uh, just go to a um, a place where you've never been, starting a project that you never thought that you would be doing. Um and just arrive in the town with a brand new backpack that had hardly hardly been on my back yet um hoping that you have the right equipment and the right attitude and 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 the right physical conditions that you can do this, and then starting this in this worst of possible conditions um and it's uh yeah it's been a test on um a test on 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 resilience so to say. Uh, to do this um and for now i yeah as i said i don't really know what uh, what next i'm going to do um i had thought that if i start this i'm going to write every day long articles etc but by the time i arrived yesterday in a very crappy hotel um there was just there was just no energy left i was i was it was absolutely impossible to to do anything um i might write something uh today but maybe it will just take a few days and i'll do a kind of catch up of of the first few days i find it difficult to uh uh to to walk under these circumstances and get back my my strength and then also find time to write so um there're so many stories to tell it's also the whole day there're stretches that i walk alone but constantly when you stop somewhere you know at a terrace to drink something or just along the way you meet other people and you walk up with them and you hear their stories of life from completely different countries from different they come from all walks of life and everybody has a story to tell and it's just so wonderful to meet so many people so it's it's this is really an amazing experience and um and I must say I like it a lot so um yeah, so it's it's um <laughs> there's there's many stories to tell. Well, um if you have any questions, which I normally don't do in these sessions, um you can you can type them or you can call in. Um if you if you want to know something or if you want to comment on anything, um you're most welcome. Um if not I'm just gonna gonna end this podcast because after fifteen minutes of talking, um I'm kind of losing my <laughs> I'm losing my cue here. Um, a little bit about further plans. Uh, still waiting for if questions are coming. But um, uh, I will, in the next six weeks, be much less active on... Uh, Hi, Evelyn. I'll be there in a second. Um, I'll be much less active on uh, podcasting just because it's, uh, it's difficult to combine with what I'm doing. But then I'll pick it up in, in some kind of new form. Um, Hi, Evelyn. Hi, uh, Evelyn. Oh, and I see Sue. Um, yes, I do have a scallop. It's on uh, on the back of my backpack. It's, of course, uh, the symbol of, um, of, of St. James, um, of Santiago. Uh, nobody knows why, really. But if you walk to uh, Finisterre, so the, where the mythical story of how he had arrived, which is which is kind of spectacular. I mean, in, in, in the Catholic Church, some stories are quite spectacular. I think if I sum it up correctly, his hat was cut off by Herodus, But then somehow um, he ended up in a rowing boat without anybody rowing. Um, but still the rowing boat sailed all the way through the Strait of Gibraltar and then ended up in um, uh, the northwest coast of Spain. Where somebody found him, recognized him as uh, being Santiago, and then they carried the body all the way uh, to uh, what later became Santiago de Compostela. Um, And yeah, how somebody in the year 800 or so, discovering a body in, even if there was a boat, um, recognizes that person as somebody who was... Uh, beheaded either well okay i can uh i, d- I don't want to ridicule any religion i respect all religions of the world but in all honesty some of the stories are let's say quite spectacular and that happens everywhere but anyway the point where the boat arrived you find a lot of these scallops so that's one of the theories uh why that is uh, why that is the symbol of uh, santiago evelyn you're there thanks so much for joining
1: Hey, yeah, I just, um, wanted to say, wow, in this heat, all those, I I imagine the Pyrenees as really hilly, that there's a lot of going up and down. And I mean, this is just, I don't want to call you crazy, so I'm not going to, but, um, yeah, it's, wow, in this heat, I could, I seriously couldn't do it. But, um, what, okay, what was I going to ask? Um,
0: Take your time because I need to drink some water What's, for obvious reasons. Okay. Um,
1: what, what would, was there anything that surprised you when you started walking? Like you said that you know there was a lot of people and it was it was a, a great experience. Was there anything that surprised you? When well, you, I was
0: I I was, <laughs> was surprised. Well, a few things. Um, I was very surprised that I made it. Uh, to Roncesvalles mm. on uh, the the, uh, the stop on the other side of the Pyrenees I was so convinced that that was impossible in that heat that mm. I had uh, booked a second night in Saint-Jean-Pied-de-Port where I started and I had found out that uh, somewhere after about uh, 10 kilometers there is a point where the pilgrims pass um, touches a road where cars are going and that it's possible to let a taxi come to pick you up there. So I thought I can do that. I can can try to walk 10 kilometers um, in this heat, going steeply uphill, uh, then take a taxi back and then the next day another taxi could drop me off and I could walk from there. Mm. Now, what happened is that um, when I got to that point, a Maria statue on a rock which is a fascinating place by the way it's beautiful there Um, it was so early and the taxi had only time to come like hours later so my options were basically three I could walk back but it's a very steep road it ruins your knees or um, I could wait there in the blistering sun without any shade Uh, or option three I could uh, continue so then I opted for the last option and to my it a surprise. I I made it all the way to uh, to the other end. It was something like I think 24, maybe 26 kilometers. Um, but yeah, you walk up to 1400 meters from basically a very low level, and then you're going down again. It's uh, especially the going down again was was pretty tough. So uh, I was surprised I was able to do that. I was surprised that I then decided to walk the next day because I had no idea whether whether I would actually I have no plan to go to Santiago. I just, uh, all the other pilgrims have that. Um, But my plan is just to, as long as I like it here, I walk a bit. I travel around a bit. I just uh, kind of discover this phenomenon of the pilgrimage. But I have no religious reasons uh, to go there. uh, And I have no... I don't see it as a kind of sportative competition. That rules that are set by somebody else that I should follow to get somewhere. I'm, I'm too old for that to be uh, in, to be manipulated by other people in telling me that I have to do something. But as long as I like it here, um, I'll just yeah, I'll just hang out here. I might walk a bit. I might travel a bit. Maybe at a certain moment I just want to go to the beach and I go somewhere else, which makes me a bit different from all the other pilgrims because one of the uh, things that is constantly asked by everybody are you going all the way to Santiago and it's um, it's it's an issue that constantly comes up and I just uh, just don't have an answer for it what are the other things that surprised me I I hadn't realized how beautiful it is um, especially well yesterday it was kind of spectacular in the mountains Today, I was mainly going downhill, but there was a gruesome part going uphill. At a moment that I didn't have the energy to do it, and it just kept going and going and going uphill. That was terrible. Was very difficult paths where you constantly have to to be careful to see where you put your feet. Um, but I was, to, especially today, I was surprised about the beauty. So many shaded little paths uh, through the forest. Uh, sometimes spectacular views. Um, that's another thing. And something I didn't expect is how easy you make contact with people everywhere. And because I, I normally walk a lot in the Netherlands. So every year I take a few days off and I go to the east of the country and I, I walk. And it's not that I don't see any other walkers, but we don't really, we don't feel like one community. You maybe say good morning when you pass each other. But here it is. I saw one guy getting really sick and immediately there were people around him saying, can I uh, carry your backpack uh, and, and shall I call a doctor for you? And um, people really care for each other. Um, if, if somebody doesn't have water, other people share their water with them. And uh, it is very much a a community of friends, of and friends, I'm saying uh, deliberately, because People have never met each other, but you you immediately feel you're part of the same tribe doing this, and that has something. I just said you know I'm 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 not easily influenced by what other people think, but I must say that does something to me. It it feels like you're part of a of a group that's going to to accomplish something, and and of course there has been a kind of selection. I mean not everybody walks here. The people that walk here, they like nature, they like walking, they like to um there's there's a there's a whole different level to it as well they like to take some time to think about uh to think about life i mean quite a few people that i spoke to are saying i just um i just stopped my job um i i'm not sure yet what my next job will be but here i want to walk for the next six weeks or so and just think about what i really want to do in life um um somebody else used the words I, I just need to, to clear my mind. I've been so busy. I've been doing so much. I need to to just, you know, clean up. I wanna think about nothing for for weeks and do a kind of reset of everything up there. And um, so I I think that is um that is something that a lot of these people have in common and you you will probably have on this Camino a lot of conversations between people that are that are all kind of you know, searching for something, there might be people that are searching for some kind of religious inspiration, but I think there's a lot of people thinking like, okay, what am I going to do with my life what is what is really valuable for me and um, I know from my own experience that when i I love walking alone i mean in the past two days I've spoken way more with other people. I think it's also kind of camaraderie that's, um, that starts because it was so extremely hot. We, we we needed each other to talk each other through there. But normally I like to walk alone. And if I walk for, for two days or so alone, and I, I love to walk in the Netherlands because of the beauty and the climate. And um, when I then come home, I just have... Um, it's I don't know how to call it, but let's say it's the opposite of a burnout... Um, um, so that is, um, yeah, I think it's inspiring. I see Sharon as well. Hi, Sharon. I'm not sure how to make you.
1: Thank uh, you. Next. I'll just Hold hang on. up then, Sharon. OK. Oh, yeah. Thank you.
0: Okay. Bye, Evelyn. Hi, Sharon. All the way from Arizona, talking about oh. heat. You're the expert. This is a cool place <laughs> for you.
1: No, Alex, I'm so oh, I'm in awe of what you're doing. Um, it, this is so funny because I am well. I don't know how funny it is, but um, I'm reading about the um, Santiago right now. I'm reading a book called "Steps Out of Time: One Woman's Journey on the Camino." Oh yeah. And um, yeah. She's,
0: her name's Kate or something, is it? Yes. Correctly? Yeah. She's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: She's an attorney. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm just in awe of the journey itself, and I'll be brief. But there's just some quotes in this book that really hit you if you are going through burnout or if you are trying to understand, you know, the meaning of your life and it says the pilgrimage is above all an experience and must be experienced to be understood. Yeah. So while you while I can read a book about it, you are experiencing it.
0: (laughs) So I mean I read her book as well, by the way.
1: Just last week actually. So yay for you, Alexander! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If it's if this is a competition, you win. Um, <laughs> and and um, then the last quote is, um, which I thought was really uh, interesting. It said, "You never really arrive at the Santiago." So I think it's like, isn't it just um, y- you know, it's a continuous journey. So it and if you never arrive, then you're always experiencing something. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I Her insights are really, really um, good. And it really makes you want to go do this. <laughs> yeah. But you're actually doing it. <laughs> so I have to bow down before you because um, I, I don't think that, that I, I could do this. I mean, heat or no heat. Yes, I'm used to heat in Arizona, but I'm not used to heat climbing up a steep hill, Alex. So... Um, and then the last thing I want to say is um, good kudos to you. I, I just think this is so great that you're doing this. And um, I read somewhere like a true traveler is um, you belong nowhere and you belong everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So I think so. that's kind of how I'm thinking about you right now is you belong nowhere and you belong everywhere because you seem to be everywhere. So um, <laughs> th- thank you. That's it. That's what I had to say
0: yeah that was that was lovely to hear um i uh, yeah it's an experience i mean you are when you do this um and who am i to talk about this after just two days i mean there's there's uh, people that are you know on the road for months and months but um what i think that i will experience after uh after doing this for a while is you're so put out of your normal comfort zone that that will be a learning in itself um, so for instance i travel with seven kilos seven kilos is everything that i have it's my clothes it's my medicine it is my what do you call that toiletries um, It it is uh, it is the sticks that i'm carrying uh, it's it's my passport my iphone if you if you weigh the whole thing up together um, it's just seven kilos so you can live your life with seven kilos. So, so <laughs> why do you need that house and that car and 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 um, everything else that you've collected over the years? Um, so that is one thing. I think another one. The example that I just gave of um, uh, this guy clearly not feeling well. Um, I walked up to the guy and asked him how are you, etc. But then somebody else said. Shall I carry your backpack? And then I thought like, oh, I should have been the one saying that, you know, I was being the first one there. So, um, OK, good brownie points for somebody else, but not for me. You know, I I should have thought of that. Well, I offered him water, but <laughs> carrying his backpack, something else, which he then um, didn't say was needed. He said that he would, if he would take a rest, he would come down. But he was just... I think he was just caught by the heat and, and, um, yeah, it, it was just, it was just so, so warm. But I, a small thing like that, you know, you learn from it. Okay. Next time I should think about that if, if I'm in a situation like that. Um, and yeah, there's, there's a lot of, you're put out of your comfort zone and you will experience all kinds of, all kinds of different things and and you learn from it. And yeah, so it's, and yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great experience. Uh, but while saying this, I, I got very painful feet by now. Um, and I'm not really sure if it's wise to continue walking with these feet, but tomorrow is Sunday. So there's no, no medical help or pharmacy where I can go to, to ask advice. Um, so, uh, (laughs) that is um, okay that's my challenge for tomorrow morning see how I feel and how I judge um, what I uh, what I should do so um, yeah with that um, there was a place where I could sign up for a pilgrim's dinner but that was 50 minutes ago I spoke way longer than I planned to I thought it would be a five minute thing um, but thanks so much for listening um, th- this is let me know if you want more of um of these kind of updates once in a while i can try i mean it it will be um it will not be normal podcast it will be for this this small group that is only following the summer updates it's very nice by the way to see um some new faces um but this is uh unlike the other podcasts where we aim for a big audience that i do together with other people uh, this is a very small group and i'm basically just saying hi to you because i know most of you not that not as we ever meet but um but through uh through social media um so this is where i am day two on a trip that could easily be i don't know 30 days 45 days Some people take 60 days um and i have no idea if there will be a day three or not i will see how i feel uh tomorrow maybe i just uh, i just change plans maybe i will continue and um if I find a bit of time, I hope to to send out an update, either on buy me a coffee or on um, uh, on the Substack newsletter, uh, because sometimes I don't have enough to write about for the no- Substack newsletter. Uh, so then I have time, but nothing to say. And now there are so many stories to tell, but where do I find the time? Um, it's also that after a day like this, when you come back you you take a shower, and you put on your other set of clothes, because you just have two sets of clothes, one that you wear and one that you wash. So, And the change of the day is at about three or four o'clock when you arrive somewhere. And then you put on the other clothes. And so you first take a shower, you took on the other clothes. Then you have to wash your clothes and hang them out. And also, to the moment, make sure that you take them inside in time. Um, So there's a lot of um, activities around walking that that are not the walking in itself you have to find your hotels and you have to to arrange all kinds of logistics you find out that you're missing something you have to go to a shop to get it um so there's it's um yeah it's a bit like a f- full-time job but i'm not complaining okay with that um thanks so much um uh yeah i might be back uh but first uh when i find some time i'll do some writing maybe i stay a bit longer in pamplona so that i can uh uh, that I can find time to to write, because it's very difficult to combine with uh, with walking. Okay, um, bye bye. Hope to speak to you soon.